It is my 100% absolute belief that each and every one of us incarnate into these bodies for a very, very specific reason. And today on the Sovereign Woman Movement Show, we're going to be talking about how to connect with the divinity within, how to connect with your spirit guides, with your highest consciousness, in order to not only gain clarity on what your soul purpose is, but also to be able to have the courage, the life force energy to actually walk in it. Satnam and welcome to the Sovereign Woman Movement Show, where it is our mission to awaken the women of the world spiritually by empowering them with the holistic tools that they need to heal body, mind, and spirit. And so we can bring in an enlightened society as this old one crumbles. Satnam and good morning, beautiful sovereign woman, Satnam. Thank you for joining me here on the podcast. Thank you to all those that have subscribed, that are sharing it within your communities. And thank you for all the beautiful goddesses who are joining our movement, which is about self-healing in order to awaken spiritually and learn to live beautiful sovereign lives, even while it all crumbles around us. Because today is a defi- is definitely a very uh, energetically heavy day. Today, cosmically, we're seeing something that doesn't really happen very often. It actually only happens about every two years, which is this conjunction with the planet Uranus and the planet Mars coming into conjunction today, specifically on the 20th, on on a day where there are a lot of emotions all over the place. I know there are a lot of people that are tuning in to their TVs, to the media, with a lot of the changes that are happening. And the planets actually emphasize this uh, tremendous change and transformation we're all going through and Uranus uh, brings a lot of shocking news a lot of breakthroughs because you can actually use this energy to your advantage as well and also Mars you know being the planet of of war uh, is really bringing forth a lot of these emotions of just wanting uh, justice wanting this newness wanting the destruction of the old in order for the new to be birth it and so your emotions may be feeling a lot more heavier today so a very important day for you to be compassionate with yourself to truly surrender to the moment because we as souls signed up for this ride you know how amazing it is that your soul picked this time to actually be alive to experience these incredible new births and new beginnings in every aspect of what it means to be a human being. So very important for us to learn to continue to stabilize the nervous system and to follow our dharmic purpose, our soul purpose, which is what we're talking about this entire week. Why? Because when you yourself not only have given yourself the space to discover, you've raised in your level of self-worth to even realize that your soul did incarnate here for a very big reason. When you yourself learn to, like a child, be curious about what that reason is and to actually do the things that make you come alive, which in essence is what the soul purpose is, then you truly are activating the biggest gift that you can activate in this incarnation, which is the gift of fulfillment. You know, and one of the things that's so exciting as we talk about soul purpose, whether to you that means a business or to you that means moving into doing more things that make you come alive in this world, regardless of what that looks like to you, because we can't put it in a box. The reality is that when we actually listen to that voice within and we start to take action upon our calling, our life really changes. 
it changes in ways where we can release the existential crisis we go through as human beings because we are not living our life and we are our life purpose. We're not listening to that voice, right? And so this week we've talked about life purpose and soul purpose. I've shared with you all how travel for me has really become uh, metaphysical pilgrimages that have allowed me to connect more with the divinity, connect more to my soul more to the voice of truth that has always been guiding me but that when we do travel especially as a family myself and my family i'm able to connect more to the downloads and and really see how everything has always been happening perfectly and how we're always being guided into our own path of truth and so today what i want to talk about a little bit more is how to actually connect with your highest consciousness how to connect to god how to connect to the divinity that lies within us. Because I remember when the first inkling awareness of Satori came into my awareness, which Satori is the house, it's the sanctuary home where we house the sovereign woman movement. Satori meaning a moment of intense presence, of enlightenment. One of the key indicators of this movement of Satori was also self-realizing and learning to create these moments, what we know now as like the mystical experience or the mystical moment, but these moments of intense presence, because even if we could do that and activate these, even if it were for seconds, these intense moments of Satori could create the self-healing we need or could create the downloads and the awareness we need to birth our life purpose. And that's the beauty, because as you start to become clear about your soul purpose, you start to actually create the life force energy you need to take action upon them, then you awaken spiritually and you heal. There's so many people that are suffering right now because they're not listening to their voice of truth. And we're living in such a beautiful time, you know, being able to work with other entrepreneurs. Last year, I dedicated a lot, a large portion of my year uh, under coaching and mentorship in the online business entrepreneur world. And I was able to see how there were people that were following their life purpose and they were running million dollar businesses like I shared yesterday. You know, whether it was somebody who there was a beautiful uh, woman who I follow and who I'm very inspired by. She has a beautiful story how she was able to leave uh, corporate America and she teaches now others how to uh, how to through courses, uh, calligraphy courses. So she teaches others how to uh, become more passionate and be more artistic with their calligraphy. And her her company is getting ready to, you know, hit a million dollars a year in revenue all because she followed her life purpose. Or like I shared with you yesterday, you know, the gentleman who was able to create courses for others that were learning how to slam dunk a basketball. That was his passion. And he made it a, an actual program, a course, because he himself wanted to learn how to slam dunk a basketball. And he was able to then create these programs for others and how to learn that. So the reason that I share with you these stories is because what it takes is clarity on to what, as to why you're here and being able to be like a child, right? And look at what things make you come alive and then learning how to activate that voice so that you're able to be guided by that voice. So you're able to actually birth that, that purpose here in this world. So soul purpose can definitely mean a business, right? Something that you're here to contribute to society, right? That to me is what the sovereign woman is about, what Satori is all about. It's how to help other women self-heal and awaken spiritually to their gifts, to their truth, right? That is what my what I what I see as my dharma, my my life purpose. And you yourself 
may have for some time now also been hearing this voice. This voice has been telling you, these are the things that you love to do. These are the things that make you come alive, that make you feel in flow state. Because what flow state means is doing things where literally time collapses, where there is no past or future. And you truly are moving in these higher levels of state of consciousness. And that's how art is created. That's how things are created from the unseen. You know, the things that are amazing in this world, those that have created a legacy, they didn't have to believe with their physical eyes. They were such in a state of consciousness and flow. They enjoyed what they were doing that then the art was birthed, right? And that's how you leave an impact. That's how you actually create a legacy in this world. And one of the things that I'm learning a lot, especially being a Capricorn and taking a lot of action is that there's a quote that used to freak the hell out of me. And now I really see it as such a wise, amazing quote. And what that quote says is that many times you will be planting seeds where you will not even be able to enjoy the shade from the tree. And that is a reality because when you have followed and that voice of truth and you have listened to that voice of love and what you're birthing and creating here in this realm, you are such in state of, of, of trust that you also trust that not only will you may not be able to see the, the fruits of your labor, but you get to a point where you are okay with it, where you're actually saying, you know what? It is okay that I may not be able to see this vision of mine into full fruition because I'm leaving a legacy for others to enjoy that shade. And what that relates to a lot of the times, of course, is your own lineage, right? What legacy are you leaving here for your lineage as it relates to did you follow your life purpose or were you a slave to a system that benefits from you not taking even the time to have the self-worth to even think that you were here and you incarnated for a very big reason? Right? They want to keep us under the program of continue to be the slave under this nine to five to feed a bigger system that has nothing to do with why you incarnated into this realm, which is why it's important for us to even get to that point, to even realize, hey, this life, there's more to it than what I'm doing with it right now, right? Especially if you feel like you're in a situation where you're robotic or you're not enjoying the work that you're doing. This is a perfect time during the age of Aquarius and during this year to really self-discover. So what I've seen actually work and in my own journey and the reason why I was able to leave you know, a 15 year industry and not even look back and not even really have any fear and knowing that I was being guided by a higher voice was uh, first of all, getting into states of consciousness of gratitude. And now I'll talk a little bit about why we don't live in gratitude, especially right now. But first, understanding what the great sages, what the great gurus, what the great masters always knew and understood. And Jogi Bhajan, who was the great tantric master who brought Kundalini Yoga from the East to the West, literally spoke about gratitude as a, as a technology. Because it, in essence, it truly is that. And, and the great sages, the way they lived, they were in gratitude of every breath. They lived in between what I call the gap, which was between two breaths. They were able to navigate and live in the present moment awareness. And every breath that they took, they were in gratitude of it because the breath to them symbolized a relationship between them and the divinity. Now we here in Western society, we don't live in gratitude because we're not even conscious or even aware of our breath. Most of us don't even breathe above the belly button. We don't breathe above the root chakra. 
the root chakra is where we feel grounded. And most of us have a lot of energy problems within the root chakra because we have issues with codependency. We have issues with abandonment. We have traumatic experiences where we may have not received the love we needed as young children, right? And so because of that, we have these uh, emotional, traumatic, energetic zones that are, are basically blocked and we are not breathing through above even the heart chakra, the center, which is the balance, right? And what a great sage and a great guru always did was they were very conscious of their breath. Not only were they conscious and aware of their breath, they understood that the breath was the relationship between them and the divinity. And that we all are incarnated into this body with the bank account of the number of breaths that we are all gonna take. You know, we are literally in between the first breath we've taken into this incarnation and the last breath we have will ever take in this body. How you choose to live between these two breaths is free will and it's completely up to you. And the great sages, if you really look at their life and it wasn't easy, you know, they had to transcend a lot of adversity. They had to go through a lot of facing their own darkness and their own shadow and fully accepting themselves, right? And that's where they were able to transcend the mind because ultimately in order for you to be in control and aware and conscious of your breath, you have to have con control of the mind. Most of us are slaves to the mind and we can learn to make the mind our servant. And when we learn to make the mind our servant, we are in control of our breath. When we are in control of our breath, we are in control of the present moment awareness. When we are in control of the present moment awareness, we are in control of the relationship we are having with the present moment awareness. With ultimately, what that means is we are grateful for the relationship we are having with the divinity. And most of us are not even aware of that. We believe we're alone. And through religion, unfortunately, we're also programmed to believe we're being punished that we are being punished by a God that sits on a throne and judges us. That is the biggest, biggest lie and illusion that we are all awakening to because the great sages and the great masters, they accepted themselves in totality in their darkness and in their light, not just in their good or did they try to change themselves, right? And so the first aspect of communicating with your highest consciousness and with the divinity is learning how to live in gratitude. Now, how do we learn to live in gratitude, right? There's exercises you can do, obviously, like having a daily gratitude journal and forcing yourself to write down at least three times per day or three times a day, how many, whatever things that you can find yourself grateful for, right? But biophysically, what we're talking about when you're not living in gratitude is you're basically you have an energy problem it always goes back down to the same root cause energy problem what are emotions emotions are energy and so there are prescriptive inner work kundalini swc method is what i teach inside of satori that we can actually integrate it's almost like if you were in modern day going to the doctor but you become your own self-doctor and you learn that your energy becomes stuck right? And then you prescribe yourself a specific energy work, a specific meditation. This is what we prescribe ourselves inside of Satori, right? To then get us what? To then allow ourselves to cleanse, rebalance the emotions and the energy so that we don't get so tied to an outer circumstance. The whole definition of sovereignty is being grounded in this present moment 
being so grateful for even the breath that the outside world cannot take you out of that present moment awareness wise watcher. Then you become an asset to this world, right? Then you are able to alchemize and transcend and change energy through your presence. That's the ultimate sign of sovereignty, right? So it starts from within. You, you change that energy in order for you to experience gratefulness because ultimately an energy problem also means we have a trauma brain right? Emotional trauma causes the brain to physically deteriorate. So if you are not feeling grateful, and there's a lot of people that have a lot of material accumulated things, and they still cannot feel grateful. Well, why is that? Because in the Piscean age, we were taught that accumulation of material things would make you happy. And then when people did it, and they found themselves to feel unfulfilled, which is what's going on right now, they wonder, and they, they real, they're trying to figure out why, you know, because it's not eternal, and it's not infinite. And so what we must work through first is healing our nervous system. We have too much information that is coming at us right now. Our glandular system is not secreting the way it needs to. All of our brain chemistry, all the, the cocktails that are happening inside our system, there's, all that information is crashing the system. So when you don't have a daily inner work practice to process that information, your whole energy system starts to fall apart. And then guess what happens? Of course, you can't be grateful. You can't be grateful. And you'll turn into what I call as a hungry ghost, which we talk a lot about at Side of Satori, which is somebody who's consistently just chasing after the next experience, the next thing in order to find fulfillment, not realizing that fulfillment first starts comes from within. So we have an energy situation whenever we are not feeling grateful. Now, how do we communicate with the divinity? The beautiful, the beautiful part is that if when you access these states of consciousness of gratitude, it is so much easier to download the messages, right? But for me, communicating with the divinity and with God has been the primary pathway to making decisions as it relates to my soul purpose and what I was here to do. That is the main reason why I left my 15-year business as a real estate broker. At a time where I was at the top of my game, you know, it was the easiest work in the world for me, yet it was not aligned to what I needed to speak about and share and to what I needed to do and help with women specifically, right? And so for me, the signs were very obvious. They were all over the place, whether it was cosmically through people. And it started to get to a point where the signs started to become very painful, where I started to literally see things happen that were basically telling me that if I didn't start my dharmic purpose that if I actually did not move away from the real estate industry to focus on the sovereign movement that there would that I would have to learn through pain that I would have to learn through suffering so for me learning to communicate with a divinity has been something that has been an intention of mine because it was actually one of my weakest bodies through a kundalini we actually are an energy system and you can realize which one of your bodies is the weakest mine is my soul I'm a very analytical or used to be a very analytical intellectual person. I needed to understand through the science. And that in itself was my demise because I wouldn't be when I don't trust and follow my heart, which is the voice of truth, the voice of love. That's when I create suffering in my life. So as I started to integrate the specific energy work, which are prescriptive meditations, this is what we call our sadhana in Kundalini, that basically allowed me to connect more to my soul purpose. I started to really see the signs. So for me, it's a moment of present moment awareness. I look, for example, for specific animals, for specific uh, numbers. For me, numbers speak to me very, very much so. And you can even look at very uh, intelligent human beings like Tesla, 
who basically talked about numbers and he everything he created was based off of a number frequency. So for me, I am able to connect with the repetition of numbers. And what I do is when the numbers are repeating themselves, like for example, when I was, before I went to San Juan, Puerto Rico, I was seeing the number 777 multiple, multiple amount of times per hour. It wasn't just one time. It was like, 50 times to the point where I started to share with my family and they were able to witness it with me. Now, here is what's key when you're communing with the divinity. And this is how I was able to do it as well when I made the decision to leave my 15-year business. In essence, when you are seeing repetitive numbers or if you are seeing an animal, hummingbirds come to me at specific time with specific messages and they come to me in very interesting ways uh coyotes are another messengers for me that bring me a lot of signs we all uh specific spiders also whatever animal you're seeing whatever number you're seeing you need to learn to stop at that present moment awareness and become fully aware this is where stable nervous system control of the mind you step outside of that moment, literally. And this is where you are able to step outside of your body. And the more that you practice the inner work, the more that you're able to activate the wise watcher. So as I'm seeing the 777s everywhere, or I'm seeing a specific number, I stop what I'm doing, drop everything. I step outside of the body. I watch. And I initially connect to the energy. What thoughts was I having at that very specific moment? So if you are that conscious of your thoughts, you can literally communicate directly with the divinity and say, this is what I was thinking. Is this something that I need to do, move forward with? What do I need to know about these thoughts specifically? As soon as I connect with that activation of the wise watcher, the signs, the messages, everything starts to make sense very, very, very clearly. Because in reality, the veil is very, very thin between the physical and the spiritual world. We create the veil through the ego, which is our program. This is the big awakening that is happening right now. This is what I teach also through A Course in Miracles. We can dissolve the veil by remembering that there is an illusion between a separation between you and God. There is, you are God. God is experiencing herself through you. Without your consciousness, this universe would not exist. You wouldn't, without this, your, your consciousness, regardless if you feel like you're not conscious all day, you would not be able to experience the polarities that we're all experiencing. And for me, waking up from meditation or coming out of meditation or being connected to mother nature, that has always really taught me a lot. I can sense how when we open our eyes, we can have these remembrance of realizing that we are God herself experiencing this world through our own eyes, through our own realization of our own divinity or the other aspect of that polarity, which is believing we're some kind of sinners and that we're just here to suffer and that we're not the the highest consciousness available out there, right? I trust God. I trust myself. Diane says, absolutely. Trusting God is trusting you. And if we don't accept ourselves, we will never be able to trust ourselves. So ultimately the battles that we're having out there is because we're having them in here. And that's a lot really hard for a lot of people to hear 
you know, just as much as it's so empowering to know that we can co-create, that we are ontological engineers co-creating our life, right? A lot of people don't want that responsibility because then they say, well, now I got to really be aware and conscious of my thoughts. Now I have to really understand that it is very important that I learn to go within and not bypass my own healing, not bypass the most important aspect of being a human being, which is learning how to control the mind, learning how to go beyond the programs and the ego. And we really cannot do that if we ourselves don't trust ourselves, which ultimately that is God, that is God. And through religion, these words that I say can really trigger a lot of people because then you start to think, well, you feel like you're better or you feel that you are so powerful or, or for us to believe that we are not this powerful, that is what has been indoctrinated in us for way too long. You know, it's like what Marianne Williamson says, it is not even our darkness that truly is what makes us afraid. It is our light. It is our power. It is our awareness that we really are co-creating this reality and that we can follow our dharmic purpose if we listen to that still voice within us. And this is what the whole age of Aquarius is about. It's self-experience. It's no longer believing that God is in the building. That's what this whole awakening is about. And it started back in 1512, you know, with the whole Jupiter, Capricorn, Saturn conjunction. This was a long time coming, you know, the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Vedas, they, we, we, this was all prophesized what we're all going through right now. And so it is more important for us to truly self-realize that the answers are right here. And that's what's even cooler about the time we're living in right now, that we actually have the tools, right? We have the technology, you know, right now we're practicing this 40 day meditation challenge inside of our community in Satori. And this meditation was one of the most like kept secret gems of Kundalini, because you have to remember Kundalini is thousands and thousands of years old. And it actually was practiced by many sages, by many gurus, they were royalty and they put together this energy system, right? Now, this one was like protected. And why was it protected? Well, because at that point, you know, they didn't want everyone to self-realize and to crown themselves. This meditation, literally what it does is that it takes you into the secret, sacred sounds of, uh, uh, of the nod, which is sound frequency. And you're going to start seeing in the age of Aquarius, especially moving forward, 2021, a lot of a technology that will involve sound. And that has to do with healing, that has to do with manifestation. This meditation we're practicing, I've been practicing, we've been practicing it since Monday, 40 days. It's so powerful. It literally suspends you from this physical realm and moves you into this infinity consciousness where you're able to literally create the mystical experience. It's been so beautiful because as I've been practicing and my husband has been like walking by and he has his own sadhana he practices his own meditations and very simple you know he has a couple that he does for five minutes a day and then he does his own visualizations but this one he said there's something about it as I was walking by and you were practicing it's like it was calling me so now we're both chanting it together and it has been so life-altering especially coming back from San Juan, Puerto Rico, where we had such a great time. You know, a lot of the times when you're away, you, you, you feel sad. 
coming back, you know, you're like, I wish that we could just like work from here the whole time and things of that nature. But coming back, we actually were in such high frequencies that this meditation only allowed us to stay in these higher frequencies. And that's why I really feel that those that really integrate this type of inner work, this is what our movement is all about. They, they're recreating their own timelines. They're learning how to really understand meditation as a trance and learning that the outer world can never take away your happiness. You know, the outer world can never ever take away who you truly are. And that we can burn so much more karma now as individuals in one lifetime than our ancestors were able to in many, many lifetimes. So instead of seeing all of that's crumbling as such a negative thing, seeing it as an opportunity. And the only way we can do that is by stabilizing our nervous system and integrating the inner work. I mean, the only reason that my life has changed so much and it continues to change so much is because my frequency continues to change so much every single day because we all have limiting beliefs. We all have programs, right? We, and the more that you do the inner work, the more you discover them. So it's learning how to navigate through those shadows, right? And learning how to use these tools, but use them because it's experience, right? To truly make changes in our destiny, to truly follow our life purpose. Because I'll tell you something, you know, many people would be afraid to walk away from a 15 year, very secure over six figures business to do something that has never been done like Satori and the Sovereign Woman Movement. Most people would not activate that life purpose, but it was killing me more not to do it than to actually uh, surrender. So this is all of us are going through this. So it's very important right now to learn that we are always being guided and that we can connect to the divinity and that there are specific meditations, there are specific techniques that you can do, show up right for yourself where you can activate this and you can change your destiny. That's the most important thing. We can change our destiny by changing our frequency, by changing our thoughts, our beliefs and unloading the subconscious, which is running the freaking show, running the freaking show. Lizzie says, how beautiful my soul decided to be alive during this time. Absolutely. Your soul signed up for this ride. And it is very beautiful, especially you being an Aquarius. This is a very uh, potent week for you. Aquarius are going through some real serious rebirth and, and change. Capricorns, we're finally getting a little bit of a, of a break. We've been through so much transformation and change because of Pluto destroying everything. But now Aquarius gets to really move into the future and you are leading the way. So it's very important for you to connect to your truth right now and walk in that truth. And a lot of the times what inspires me is to look at other women. And, you know, we bring a lot of beautiful women to Satori, we share their stories, but to look at how they have been so divinely guided on their purpose by listening to that voice, that still voice. So it's very, very important, especially for those that are Aquarius to tune in right now and to Uranus is breakthroughs creation out of the unknown, never been seen. All of us have something in us right now that we're ready to birth. So it's very, very important for us to learn to right here, get those answers from right in here because we're being called to step up big time. Lizzie, same here, my soul sister. Absolutely, Diane, and you've seen this uh, steadiness. And, and you'd be surprised in some of the things. I feel that a lot of women, especially after the conjunction that happened, uh, which was during our winter solstice, it's like you're being asked to step up as a healer and you're being asked to step up uh, in a bigger way as, as a, a tool to break 
ancestral karma in your lineage. And again, this is the beauty about it. And I share this with you because even our um, Mayan timekeeper, we went to a cacao ceremony with him uh, late last year. And he said that, you know, the way we are breaking karmic cycles in such a big way for the ancestors right now is so tremendous that many of us are not even creating more karma. We're actually just clearing, cleansing, clearing, cleansing. And really this is the, the beautiful newness of the, of the new life that we're, we're co-creating. And of course, our ego loves drama, right? Our ego loves, we, we get so used to the programs that when life starts to really flow, we actually start to recreate these experiences to, to try to get back to those programs. But even with that, you know, we were talking about this last night and there's so many beautiful songs. There's a song that I've been listening to a lot lately that talks about from all the good, there's bad, from the high, there's a low. So as high as you go, there may be a really, really low, low, but ultimately it's the mind that judges, right? And the mind that gets to decide. And this is where we train the mind to live in the neutrality and not even judge the highs and the lows. But again, to be like a great sage, a great master in the present and in relationship with our breath. When we are in relationship with the breath, we are in relationship with the divinity, with God herself, because we're borrowing another breath from that bank account. Ultimately, that will, we will eventually run out of and that we will eventually not want to look back and have any regrets. You know, that was one of the things that definitely pushed me forward in taking action and, and listening to that voice. It was uh, living a no regret life and, and seeing how many, so many other people in the world that have inspired me to take action upon their dreams have, have done so in, in such grace. Because let me tell you something, once you do start listening to your soul purpose, you start to take action upon it. It's not like it's like a walk in the park where there is no polarity, but in essence, you have so much passion, which is the life force energy you need, that it drives you through these mountains. It drives you to do more and to do better. And it really eliminates the whole comparing or competition because you can't compete up against yourself. Even ultimately what we do in the spiritual journey is the way we know that we're progressing is by how quickly we can move back into states of love. Even if we go into states of fear, you know, how quickly can we come back to our satnam, to our truth? And the only way we can do that is by stabilizing the energy. So a couple things to sum up what we're talking about here today. Divinity, connecting to the divinity, number one. States of gratitude, which is stabilizing your nervous system. This is why we do the energy work. will move you into direct contact with the divinity. Gratitude is present moment awareness. No past, no future. Gratitude is activation of the neutral mind and the wise watcher. When in states of gratitude, your nervous system changes, your molecular system changes, your glandular system changes. This is how you're able to recreate the mystical experience. And this is how you're able to create moments of instant healing and instant manifestation. So gratitude is an intention as it relates to connecting to your soul purpose. And then how we connect to the highest consciousness, to the divinity in summary, is be out looking out for the signs. You know, like even Einstein said, you can treat life as if it's a big miracle or it's not. It's up to you. And anybody who's created anything, whether it was quantum physics, spirituality, science, they were incredibly connected to the present moment and to spirit. They were incredibly spiritual. And so communication to the divinity, 
signs, numbers, animals, what are people saying? What are you seeing on license plates? Things of that nature. And then bringing your present moment awareness to that moment and becoming aware of what am I thinking about at that moment without judging. If you were thinking about something that freaks you out, if you're thinking about something that makes you angry, it's about learning to be the wise watcher and communicating with that message and asking the divinity at that point, what do I need to do with this awareness? That's how you communicate with the divinity. That's how you allow yourself to be guided by this highest voice. That's how you live a life of magic. And it is your birthright. It is my birthright. And it is so magical once you actually align yourself to this trust, which ultimately, like Diane was saying, it is trusting yourself. Because ultimately you are experiencing this world through your perceptions, through your energy, through your frequency, but you can change that. You can change your destiny. So as you can see, I'm very, very passionate about this subject matter. The more of us that are courageous to walk in our soul purpose and connect with the divinity, the more we're going to not only self-heal, heal our, our ancestors, our lineage, but also this world. And that's what this world needs. More of us to come alive follow our passions, to not worry about the material, but understand that not only is God resourceful, but that you yourself deserve a life of wealth, of prosperity, and of extreme joy. And that's what exactly what I'm passionate about. So we are going to continue the conversation. Thank you so much for joining and, and for being part of this conversation, ladies. This is a, a epic time to really go within and ask yourself these questions and to communicate and ask for the signs. I assure you, the signs will come to you, but ask for them, you know, you're playing too small if you're not asking. So make sure that you today test out the universe. I always love to uh, test the universe out and just be like, okay, show me the sign about this and just never fails and never, ever, ever fails. I appreciate you more than like Diane, appreciate you also, man. Chris, Christina, appreciate you, Lizzie. Thank you so much for being here. So we're going to uh, finish off this week's topic on soul purpose, communion with the divinity on Friday. So Friday, we'll be back with me. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be here back with Lizzie to help me talk about this a little bit more. And I'm excited because Lizzie being an Aquarius herself, I know she's going through a metamorphosis. So I'm excited for her to share the things that have been coming alive in her life right now and in what she's doing to activate them in this reality. And then we'll talk a little bit more about how to actually make this a sole purpose, a reality in this physical 3D world. So that's going to be on Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Tomorrow, there is no podcast show. And I'm really excited because tomorrow, guess what? I start my Kundalini Yoga therapy training. So one of the things that I've been super excited about is uh, finally signing up this year. Last year was like delayed a few times, but they're doing it virtually. And I'm going to start, there's actually a, a, a certification. It's very lengthy, but uh, you can become a therapist using the technology of Kundalini Yoga. And I am just so excited to be able to serve more and more women with specifically the science to help them in healing. This is the way of healing, especially for the age of Aquarius. And the next four days, we're going to be learning and integrating from amazing doctors. You even get, you can even use these credits for like a nursing if you're going to become a nurse, because we have a lot of Kundalini yoga therapists that are actually doctors or they're nurses. So this is what I'm saying. You know, there's a lot to look forward to as it relates to healing of the future. Don't let the fear mongering distract you. And one of the things and what we're going to be learning in the next four days is actually uh, how to heal anxiety and depression, which I'm so, so excited about because it is something that as we continue to allow the destruction to happen of the old 
more and more people are going to need these techniques are going to need to understand scientifically spiritually what is happening in their bodies through these ancient techniques to help them so super pumped so i'll be able to bring more uh information to you all especially as it relates to healing anxiety and depression so start that tomorrow so pray for me send me some good energy so i can tune into this divinity to connect with this wisdom super pumped and excited but we'll be back on friday 10 a.m mountain center time and of course for any of you that are curious about the swc method this is exactly what i teach inside of satori wellness and spirituality this is our community of sisters sisterhood of amazing goddesses that have taken the plunge to go deep within their souls and that are integrating these holistic sciences because our mission is to awaken the women of the world spiritually and we do that by empowering them with the holistic tools they need and so you can check out my training at veronica berrigan i am forward slash three step framework there's a link below here if you're catching the podcast you can also check out the link on my IG replay. Thank you for those that have been taking the training lately. You can ask me questions there and I respond usually very, very quickly. Uh, really uh, great questions actually that are coming up that I'll be able to use actually for podcast content as we continue to move forward. So thank you so much. Thanks, Diane. I really appreciate the good energy as we move into these next four days of learning. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow on Friday. And today, remember, grounded, connect to Mother Earth, come outside, enjoy fresh air gratitude 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 that is how we connect with the divinity satnam and have a blessed rest of your day thank you so much for tuning in to today's sovereign woman movement show podcast episode let's continue the conversation by joining me in my free training on how to heal emotionally and awakening spiritually where i share with you my exact three-step framework the SWC method on how to take your sovereignty back so click on the link below and pick a time that works best for you also follow me on instagram at veronica bear again i am and also in our community page at sovereign woman movement i look forward in connecting with you there satnam